Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode, I speak to comic book artist, writer and charming individual Charles H. Raymond about what comics he would take into the apocalypse. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Charles Raymond. How's it going? Hello. I'm doing really well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, Been a busy week, as we are kind of saying, off air just beforehand in the (laughs) process of buying a house, which is always fun and full of administrative delights. Um, Yeah, I don't envy envy you at all. (laughs) No, it's not a fun time, is it? Um, (laughs) It's got to be done. So there you go. Um, And uh, and yourself, how's your week? Yeah. It's, 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 I've, I've had a fun week of um, watching uh, video games being run very quickly and, and breaking them. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been great. It's been so, uh, Summer Games Done Quick this week, so it's all for a good charity and things. It's always a fun watch. Oh, nice, nice. Um, so, uh, for the listeners' sake, for anybody that doesn't know who you are in the world of comics, what do yes. you do in the world of comics? Okay, well... Um, uh, I write and draw comics. Um, I think I'd, I'd like to think my most like popular one is uh, Death Inc., which um, is I call it a slice of death story. But um, the idea is that like the, the the Grim Reaper has has turned the afterlife into this. Uh, he's built. He's created this massive society um, where he's brought people in from from the living world and he's had to create housing for them and jobs for them and now has this massive infrastructure and, and has basically created a world very similar to our own um and the idea of it is it follows a few characters who um who come to the afterlife and are trying to well we've got one character called stan who's basically trying to find himself um, he finds himself exactly where he was before he died, and you've got a mystery running through the story and things like that, really. And as I've written about it, as 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 I keep doing these books, I've kind of realised that the idea of it is like moving on. Right. So when someone dies, um, you have to learn how to move on without them. And I've kind of flipped that as when the the, the person has died, how do they move on? You know, in the afterlife. Yeah, yeah, in the afterlife, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, that's brilliant. Excellent. And where can people find that? Um, well, um, notsotiny.co.uk is my website, and there'll be a link uh, to my Etsy store on there uh, where you can find that. And then I've got a couple of other comic books on there Chlorophyll and uh, Swine Fever, which was my 24 hour comic I did about 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then where can people find you on social media? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm mostly on Twitter all the time, so you can find me there uh, at not underscore so underscore tiny. Excellent. Um, and then uh, you do something in particular on Twitter as well, don't you? Uh, what would that be? Oh, well, the Fakemon. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> um, that's sort of my 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 thin, like, thing I do at conferences. Yes. Um, I found, like, my the first con I did was uh, MCM Birmingham, and I just, it was my first con ever. So I was like, I'll do commissions. 
and nobody asked for a commission. And so I kind of had to figure out, like, how was I going to get people to, to do, for, do a commission? And what I'd been doing, um, I'd been doing a, a project which took me about two and a half years where I was drawing every Pokemon. And I, I did one a day and <laughs> I epic. could not miss a day. And it was just random order. Um, maybe a special one for special occasions like at Christmas and things like that mm. but it's completely random and I didn't miss a day and yes it took me uh, like two and a half years yeah. and I'm going to have to start it again at the end of the year when the new games come out um, but I did that so it's like okay I know how to draw them so I, why don't I make up my own <laughs> so yeah. at cons it's essentially someone gives me an animal and a Pokemon type and I will make it up for them and it's awesome. proved quite popular, which I'm really happy about. Totally. It's a brilliant idea. Absolutely fantastic. So, and then do, have you got a hashtag for that? Just for uh, it's a hashtag Fakemon, honestly. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah, probably yeah. take you to many others, um, which oh, aren't yeah. mine as well. <laughs> so mainly just go to Not So Tiny on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, look at my media. It'll be up there. Um, or I think I've got them on my Facebook as well, which is like Facebook. Book and uh, not like, forward slash not so tiny. I'm not sure. Hundred <laughs> percent sure. But. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm starting to kind of fall off of Facebook to be honest. Yeah, uh, just focusing purely mostly on Twitter. But yeah, it's uh, the way of the world. It's so much it? easier, <laughs> isn't it? Um, yeah, I kind of feel more at home on Twitter. To be honest, I, I do the Facebook yeah. thing, but not so much anymore. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I do have some bad news for you, I'm afraid, Charles. Oh, no. Because there's actually been a super intelligent ape takeover. Somebody's been <laughs> mucking about in a lab with some chimps for some idiotic reason. Um, and they've become super intelligent and they've basically taken over the entire country. Um, oh, no. So my blew it all up, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? And my question to you is, what is your action plan for survival? <laughs> right. So I think when people ask this question, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I'll grab a bunch of guns and go, you know, go in killing them all, and it'll be all fine, and I'll overthrow uh, this new ape government or kill the zombies yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I know for a fact that I could never lead a rebellion or, or fire a gun or anything like that. So I have to be smart about this and use what skills I have. Um, and you say they are an intelligent, uh, intelligent apes. Yes. So my idea would be to integrate myself within their society. Ooh. So as an intelligent uh, society, they surely they would know that art is a very important part of civilization. Mm. So I, I, I said, show them my worth, maybe start like drawing up like propaganda posters for them and Amazing. massive pieces of You're art. You're the equivalent of Goebbels for the <laughs> society. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and like create massive pieces of art of how they overthrew like humankind and everything and then work my way up the ranks and then sit happily like next to the leader whoever he or she may be yes epic nice (laughs) what i'm thinking is that on on one delightful evening in your new role as the as the chief propaganda um officer (laughs) you and the uh, yeah that's right Uh, you and the ape leader um start communicating i'm not entirely sure if they they talk but maybe they do i mean they, 
kind of Caesar sort of does, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. I think they, they let's, let's they say they've learned by this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, you start chatting about um, things in human society that used to be there, and comics <laughs> comes up as one of those discussions. And yes. the first question um, that this leader asks is, what's the first comic you remember enjoying? Okay, so this is this is a good one, because when I picked my answer, I had no idea it was actually as big and as popular as it was, so I've never ever heard anyone else mention it, and it's only been like today that people have been talking about it, yeah. and I've been like, oh, oh, okay, and there's like these guys doing a podcast about it and things like that, <laughs> but the my first comic was uh, Sonic the Comic. So the, the, the UK, it was the um, published by Fleetway. Um, and, yeah, I had no idea. So, I mean, like, this was, like, a massive part of people's childhood. And it really was for me. Yeah. Um, like, I was, it was, it was weird, because I was never, like, a Sega kid. I was a Nintendo kid. Right. Um, but there wasn't a Mario comic. And the Sonic comic was, it was, it was, like, this big... Like bigger than A4, if I if I recall, really? you know, colourful and what was really interesting about it was that it was very it it, it matched the, the 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 games from what I remember quite well, just like the landscape and and the world itself. Mm. But it told its own its own like original story and had its own original characters. Um, I mean, it even gave, like, Sonic and Do- uh, Dr. Robotnik, like, an origin story. Um, and it just... It got me into comics, and it got me into making comics. So I would spend, like, hours just drawing these characters. And I wasn't there playing the the, the video games <laughs> of Sonic, but I was there reading this this... Um, comic, which honestly, like from what I remember, I haven't actually gone back to read it because I'm kind of scared that it's not as good as I remember. Yeah, it doesn't hold up. <laughs> I'm always um, scared about that. Looking back at stuff, it's like you what you try and watch a little, like five minutes of He Man, and it's oh, like, man. oh, this is awful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's when you realise it was just made to sell toys. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like in, in to me, it was telling this like epic story of like twists that you'd never see coming and mm. like sonic had this this attitude and it was just cool but it was 90s cool you know <laughs> probably not as like like when you look back at it now like for example Duke Nukem, not cool now but back in the day it well, was back then i mean if, if a friend <laughs> had duke Nukem, you'd be around there in a you know in a jiffy yeah yeah <laughs> like but, you know to get on it release a new Duke Nukem game today as it was and you'll question a lot of things that he said (laughs) (laughs) amazing um and so um do you remember kind of how long you you read it for um in terms of you know um were you buying it on a weekly basis for I can't remember I mean I can't remember like how it was released i can't remember how often it was released but i do remember i had a stack of them and i was going over um the wiki just trying to remember storylines and i've definitely made it past like issue 100 and then past that point it's kind of a bit blurry like i don't remember the storyline so much um but 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 looking 
looking at like the covers and as I said, they like original characters that like some haven't even appeared in the games. Things so, like, oh my, like I remember drawing that. I remember doing my own comics with that character and things like that. It was just so nostalgic. Yeah. So you did, so you started some fan fiction off of this. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. I love it. I hope it. that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I would love to see that. Um, <laughs> and so, how old were you at, at this point, Charles? Oh, geez. So what was that? Ninety. 394 so i'd have been like eight eight or nine yeah when it was when when it came out and then were you kind of proactively drawing at this point as a like or were you just drawing like every other kid or um no i think i I spent i spent the majority of my time uh either like creating my own stories with toys Mm. and then making comics of those great and and that was because of sonic the comic i realized that this was like an interesting art form to me it made sense you know definitely so that's really where it all started yeah absolutely oh that's fantastic it's great to kind of have that inspiration at such a young age and that you know you found this medium where you can really put your teeth into it because i mean I, i didn't really get into comics until you know you know three or four years ago yeah um, yeah yeah. um so it's kind of early days for me of course i kind of read the beano um mm. and stuff like that but that was only really in passing you know yes okay and my sister was a big beano fan actually um so i just kind of grabbed copies off of her like occasionally when i was when i was keen for it but i'd, I, I'd never i never read any of the marvel or dc stuff growing up and well like honestly I, I marvel kind of and, and dc kind of um passed me by as well right. i mean i knew again i knew the characters and may have had like the odd comic here and there but it was never never something i actively followed mm-hmm. um and there was definitely a gap um probably sort of in my teenage years up until sort of I went to uni and did um graphic design illustration right. um where i probably didn't read a comic mm. um it was the whether I, I was you know that rebellious teen who didn't care about anything i don't know <laughs> but my my interests like laid elsewhere for a very long time and it's, it's kind of the same with you where i've only picked up um comics again um sort of within the last 10 or so years when i as i said when back when went to uni and i met people who you know had the interest in comics i was like oh okay i like comics again (laughs) that's awesome um excellent and then um what what was it that really kind of i mean obviously there were other people there doing it but was there a particular comic that got you back into that there was and we'll get We'll to get that. to that. We'll get to that. Well, let's <laughs> leave that uh, golden nugget for now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And our, our ape leader has another question for you, um, which is, what is the funniest or comic that made you laugh out loud the most? Okay. Um, this is another one that I don't actually know if people know so much about it. At least I haven't seen people talk about it. But it uh, it's a webcomic called Bear Tato. Um, it's by um, this guy in America called Anthony Clark, and it's essentially uh, a, a strip. He doesn't update as, as as often anymore, but it was like weekly, just one-off stories about 
this these two characters uh one called bear tato and he was a bear shaped like a potato um and his friend who is this big blue bird called reginald um and what i loved about it is that it was just it was silly but it it was it, it, it was smart with that as well so it kind of reminded me of uh spongebob where it there's like so many levels to the jokes um and like reginald is this like narcissistic selfish character and bear tato is like super friendly and you don't know why these guys hang out together but they do um and it's just they just get up to these like just random things that happen like it's really difficult because you don't want to explain the jokes (laughs) (laughs) but there's they're just goofy without being like crash and then uh, uh, you can you can is it it's a webcomic sorry is but it's 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 he's released um four books of it now as well and like e- even the titles of the books kind of demonstrate the ty- the, the kind of humor like it's like bear tato and the secret of the mystery and um, <laughs> bear tato and the incredible event and the various things that happen is <laughs> is just that 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 humor that i just get it just clicks in my brain and i just yeah it's just fantastic and what i really like about the like the webcomic form that is that he would always use hidden text so you just scroll your cursor over the the um image and a little um text pop-up would appear and it just adds to the joke it's just either like another punchline or takes it a little bit further or edit a note things like that nice that's a nice little touch isn't it yeah Um, and uh, i think the website uh is nedroid.com that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so n e d r o i d dot com. Um, yeah, he's got he's got a, a a random comic button at the top as well, so you can just yeah. and and strip just straight exactly. Uh, so yeah, because the one that uh, I I just read um, just before we we came on air was about the, the sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think that was the most recent one. That was like yeah. last year, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's it's very good, very very funny. Um, so yeah, um, it's it doesn't do any harm going to go check that out. No, not at all. It's the type of thing that you can just pick up and just land in anywhere, yeah. and you'll yeah. you'll get some good jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, our our ape leader uh, wants to move on to more serious emotions, um, yes. and they ask, "What's the saddest or most upsetting comic that you've read?" Okay, so this 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 one, and in fact the next one, is like when I was getting back into comics. Yeah. And at that point, like, I didn't know what, what comics could be and what, what, what like, topics they, they would cover. So at that point it was still, like, superheroes and, 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 and all that. So, and I picked up The Walking Dead. And, man, that was bleak. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I didn't know what to expect. So you, I knew it was a zombie story. Mm. So you expect deaths and you expect gore and violence. Um, but I didn't expect, like, the sense of dread yeah. that came with the comic. And I love the idea that, like, no character was, like, safe mm. in that comic. No character at all. And... That drew me into it, but also, man, that was depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Particularly you're, you're, at the beginning. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's not a comic I've kept up with. 
Um, but I know recently, like a certain character, like a certain main character, has died, and it was like, okay, like you thought maybe that was the safe one, but nope, <laughs> everyone is on the table. Not happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think it was like the first example that I read, certainly, of like the Walking Dead is not necessarily talking about the zombies here. Yeah, yeah, like you know, kind of just in the background almost. Yes, exactly. It's a, it's. I know it's 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 a cliche now, but when I was reading yeah. it, it, was like actually no, we are talking about the survivors here. We are we are talking about like yeah. um, they 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 are living day to day trying to survive. You know. Um, becoming worse versions of themselves as, as they get further and further on <laughs> Definitely. And, you, and, and you know and you know as soon as anything slightly positive happens that uh, that's just going to come all crashing down on them oh yeah oh, totally yeah. <laughs> and uh how many issues did you buy of that did you buy volumes or i, I got yeah i got it in the the trades so i think i made it up to like 10 or 11 maybe even 12 of those um before it was like okay no it's too depressing now <laughs> i need, I need, I need <laughs> to inject that. myself with something far happier fair play fair play um excellent um and uh what what did you think of the transition from tony moore Charlie Adler, just out of interest. Um, I I liked the art as it went on. Yeah. In all fairness, yeah. I think it got. I'm not saying it got better, but it got different and came to a style that I prefer. Yeah. I think. Um, and I say you, you is is the same with the, the next comic book I'm going to talk about as well, where I think as as they go on, they they pick they as as the show uh, sorry as the comic book finds itself they then find an artist which suits that style better yeah i think definitely yeah yeah i think you know charlie adlard is see kind of i mean it's just so well suited his yeah. own style to the story um and what they're going for you know tony moore did a great job on that, that oh absolutely issue, sure but um i think yeah as you say charlie adlard maybe um maybe better suited to that story and just the way that you know, he uses shadow a lot of the time, and absolutely, yeah, with so much better suited. Yeah, yeah, with with something like, like with a horror story like that, um, it just sets the mood so well. Oh, totally. Um, and uh, speaking of mood, um, yes. next question is: uh, What's the scariest or most horrifying comic that you've read? Well, I picked horrifying here. Yeah, um, because I picked Invincible. And you may think, like, why Why did that horrify me? <clears throat> and that's because when I picked it up, I thought it was going to be a standard superhero story. Yep. Um, <laughs> and, Robert and, and special. <laughs> and then it got incredibly violent. Oh, yeah. Like, horrifically so. Um, and I'm, I, I picked up the, the, was it the, the first anthology, so the big, massive oh, tome. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I've almost made through it made my made my made my way through it um but it was just so unexpected mm. and i'm not like in, in comic book form i'm not one to shy away from like violence and things like that but it was just as i said it's just this was supposed to be a, a, a fun superhero story it's like it was it was um one of my friends suggested i i pick it up because he loves it and i i love it it was just yeah just as soon as as just the fight started and and then like it dealt with whole issues with his with his dad 
they just like it was an interesting flip side of like superhero story of superman story and and it it was so interesting but yeah it's just not what i expected at all no it does it it is actually really gory in parts yeah yeah i've i've seen like because obviously it's finished now so seeing um uh front covers um um of future future issues and yeah it's just it's red <laughs> it's just covered yeah. in red and 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 organs and dismembered like aliens and things like that and it's like wow yeah and, and the fir- the first time that some of the main characters kind of put their hands through somebody else's body yeah like, whoa <laughs> You just oh stop. I, I, I just stopped with my, my my mouth open, going, "Okay, it's this type of comic book." <laughs> yeah, totally. Definitely not your standard superhero, um, <laughs> like Golden Boy. <laughs> like, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> definitely not. <clears throat> Amazing. I'm I'm really looking forward to um the uh, the cartoon. Absolutely. Yeah. Film, potentially the um the feature film. Yes. Well. Who's um, do, is, it ne- is it Netflix doing it? Or? Oh, I'm not sure if Netflix have, have got it, but I know that Seth Rogen apparently is writing it. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, so that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. Let's see what they do. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I know that there's really good casting on the, uh, on the cartoon, uh, yeah. which is uh, for Omni-Man. Um, it'd be uh, J.K. Simmons. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I believe it's going to be. Um, so that's kind of perfect. But I mean, he could, if he bulked up, he could potentially play Omni Man as well. I don't see why not. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Um, and so um, we uh, we move on to our uh, our next question and yeah. one of our most important questions, uh, and that is, what's the most meaningful comic to you? Yeah. Um, so this was the comic that got me back into comics. This was the comic that that, that showed me what they could be, mm. um, and it was uh, Scott Pilgrim um, by uh, Brian Lee O'Malley. Great. And um, I think I I jumped in. I think a book two or book three, mm. um, but it like showed me how much heart a comic book could have. Uh, it showed me that it could reference you know a vast like number of like uh pop culture and like there's like video games in there and there's there's what i really enjoyed because obviously it was based uh set in canada he used like real life um places and it just had a real good sense of it's a good sense of place um and like dumb quotes like bread makes you fat and all things like that. it just had and it had so it had this humor behind it as well so it had this heart it had this humor and he has just this this knack of of writing such endearing characters um they may not always be likable like scott pilgrim's not really a likable character awkward. <laughs> yeah he, he's awkward but he's also selfish he's always he sees like ramona flowers as this prize so he's not a good guy and it's really interesting because at the the end of the book he meets Negger uh, Scott, and Negger Scott's like really nice. <laughs> you think like like the like the dark version of you would be evil, so it's kind of like a reflection of actually who he is as a person. Um, so it's, yeah, it's it, it it was just, and the art was fantastic. I, I loved that the 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 manga style, mm. um, the size of it. It's just something about it. It just clicked with me. I was like, okay. Comics are really, really interesting. 
<laughs> and then that's that that's what got me to actually sit down and write my own Great. um coming up with something like something that meant something to me because you could tell he it, it meant something to him oh no doubt, no doubt. um yeah I, I i just loved it and i think like i wish that the film had like i know it's a bit of a like a, a cult hit but i wish it had done better because one edgar wright's fantastic director and two that that story for me is just um it's, it's, it's just like uplifting fantastic yeah. so what um so you'd read you read scott pilgrim yes um, and um did you immediately kind of go right i want to write comics again yeah pretty much honestly okay, that, that's, that's, that's awesome. how it was and that's then i right. sought out like web comics so I've, I've, i read things like Ned, uh like bear tato and sort like uh kate beaton with her hark of vagrant stuff and and um octopus pine like uh bad machinery or things like that by john allison and because that was easily available as online so i just found as much like um as, as, as many comics that there was that wasn't just generic superhero mm-hmm. um and as they i picked up walking dead i picked up invincible all these things um and i just yeah just got writing like i mean death inc has been about six or seven years in the making wow um and it's changed a lot since like i started writing it since my like original ideas but if it wasn't for Scott Pilgrim, I would not be where I am right now, writing these comic books. Amazing. And so was Death Inc. the first one that you that you went to went to go about creating? Um, I did Scott like Pilgrim? I did when I was at uni. I did a web comic just because everyone okay. thinks they're going to be the next Penny Arcade. Sure. Um, <laughs> Why not? And, and, and it was done, and it was like full of like video game references and things like that. Yeah. Um, because like at that point, I was a dumb 20 year old who thought penny arcade was funny <laughs> not to say that they're, 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 they're not but at that time i liked them and now i'm like Ugh. but um so i did like a web comic for myself um and wrote like I've, I've, i have lots of stories out there it's just death inc was the first one i go right i'm going to sit down and actually draw this and it was it was lucky because i'm a uh, stay-at-home dad so i was like i had the opportunity to do so really um so I, I had the time in the evenings to be able to sit down and actually go oh, right i'm gonna write and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna script this thing i'm gonna draw it um and i think I, it started off i was doing it as a webcomic to begin with um and it's really weird because as a webcomic i was like free webcomic online there was just wasn't much like um feedback at all i, I didn't get very many people reading it but as soon as i made it into a book where people actually having to buy it <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, it, it became a whole lot more like a lot more people were 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 were, were reading it, so it was really interesting. So it's, it's amazing how that works, isn't it? Yeah, if you give something away for free, um, <laughs> sometimes people don't kind of you know invest time into it. But yeah, then you know if you put a price on it, then people... it, it's it's obviously worth something. Then it must be good because I have to have to buy it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Human psychology. Yeah, <laughs> so I wonder. I wonder if that happens in ape society. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you can have this free banana, or you can pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's wrong with that? 
And so um, our, our ape leader asks uh, the next question, uh, which is, what's the most underrated comic? Okay, so I am an undenied about this one for a very long time. I was thinking of picking an indie, like a small press comic, because it's I, 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 it's underrated because I think like the whole world should be see, reading this 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 comic. But in the end, I actually went for a Marvel book, um, and I went for Howard the Duck because. I think at this point, people remember him for either the terrible movie or his um, cameos in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the the book, when it came out, was like this deep cutting, like satire on 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 the on on the world, essentially. Because mm-hmm. um, like Howard Duck was this like sarcastic, like. Um, character who had this really like dark sense of humor um he was often depressed like contemplated suicide a few times um and because it's, it's this like fish out of water story where he's been plucked from from uh, dark world and thrown into onto earth um and doesn't know what to make of it um and it's just this it's just this dark tale of this 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 grumpy duck who has some very interesting things to say about the world. <laughs> like I think my my favourite story is, and it's that's the thing. The stories are so like bizarre. Like the one I loved the best was when he ran for president, <laughs> and this was like it was like nineteen seventy six presidential race. So that was uh, Jimmy. Carter versus uh, versus Gerald Ford, um, and in the story, essentially, I think he saves a whole bunch of people from like a terrorist plot, and everything. Everyone thinks that hey, you should run for president because of, of course everyone would think that. Um, and then he's got his like PR people who are running his campaign, and they know he's popular based on the amount of people trying to assassinate him. Wow. <laughs> and it's 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 just this 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 look at, at American politics. Um that's that's just so so interesting, so funny and and it's things that you may want to say but aren't brave enough to say it. And like he ends up losing because of a doctored photo of him um <clears throat> and his uh partner uh Beverly Switzer in a bathtub together. <laughs> and and people see this and like no he's not not not, not the 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 president for us and just look at today with 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 um politics is the way it is as, uh, is today and you can see a lot of similarities and he had this this um campaign slogan of uh, like this empty campaign slogan of get down america and <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you've got like what would say is like make america great again like what does that mean yeah and it's just yeah i loved it and and i think like a lot more people should 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 like pick those books up because they were funny and they were interesting and and they just took a look at the world um through this like sarcastic and, and satirical lens um yeah no brilliant Awesome. I wonder how they came up with that concept, and why 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 a duck? Well, it, if you, if you look at him, he he kind of 
resembled a certain Disney duck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I always wonder if that was like a reaction. Must be leaning to, into that a little. Yeah, bit. whether that was a reaction to Donald Duck. Um, yeah. So I, I certainly think at, at some point it caused issues because he, you know, he didn't wear trousers in the same way that Donald Duck doesn't wear, doesn't, uh, wear trousers. But now he has like um, how the duck has to appear wearing trousers. Right. Um, so something must have happened along, <laughs> along the the the. the Along the line where no, they, sure they Disney sent him lawyers. Now <laughs> has some, some sway over Marvel Comics. Well, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, that's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, uh, do you know, is he still going strong? I, ha- I think he's just had a book ending. But then they've got um, the cartoon that's going to be on the, the Disney streaming show called The Offenders. Oh, uh, great. Yeah, it's The Offenders, and I think it's Mo Doc, it's Howard the Duck, and I can't remember who else is part of it. Um, so they're going to have their own TV shows and then come together for The Offenders. Yeah, so, yeah. again, it's that, it's, it's, it's that whole, um, that whole like, Mickey take of The Avengers and The Defenders. It's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, great. And it, well, at least, you know, Disney are, are using it, even though it's a satire, perhaps, on Donald the Duck. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then, yeah, just putting it out there. Fair play. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Great. Um, and so we come on to our, our most difficult question. Yeah. Um, and that is, for you, what is the best comic of all time? Um, this is uh, another comic from my childhood, um, which it is one I've also picked up every now and then and read um and it's calvin and hobbs um by bill watterson um because there are so many levels to it because as a child you read it and it's this fun story about this um this child and his friend his his friend who's a, a tiger but also his cuddly toy. So firstly, that's like a child's dream for your, your cuddly yeah, toy to, to come to life. Um, and this kid's obviously, he looks at the world through these childlike eyes um, and tries to make sense of it. And you're, you're reading it. And as a child, a lot of the words and a lot of the, the ideas he comes up with don't really make sense. But it's like pretty to look at and there's and he has such an imagination um so the stories are fun to read um and it again it has a lot of heart and humor and it's just lovely um and then going back to it and reading it as an adult you realize that like calvin was actually a really smart kid and would question he's he's questioning society (laughs) Um, but he's also basically he's also questioning it from a point of where he doesn't understand everything. Um, there's always a, a, a strip I remember where he was watching his his mum cut onions and he, um, she's crying, and he doesn't understand that onions make you cry when you're cutting them. Yeah. So he's like, I, I can't believe you're 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 cutting something you love essentially. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, right. It's just a child like look at the world, but again, he's very intelligent and mm. and actually comes up with some very like good points about how the world might should should be run and things like that. Um, and what I really also really really like about it, 
um, is how with the, the idea of Hobbes and I I don't know if this 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 is true but it's what I read into it is how Hobbes is kind of a coping mechanism for him yeah sure so there's there's always this, the there's a number of stories where he's he comes home from school and Hobbes is there waiting for him excited to see him and jumps him and Calvin always walks into the house like all battered and bruised and as a kid, you read that and go, oh, that's fun. But as an adult, we know in the story that he's bullied. So in my head, I'm like, OK, he's actually using Hobbes as an excuse to cover up him actually being bullied at school. Yeah. Um, and there's just so many levels like that to the story that I find so interesting. And going back and rereading it, you, you see so many new things. Um, and another thing I love about it is Bill Watterson himself because um, what was really weird for such a popular comic at the time was that there was no merchandise for it. Right. Um, you know, you had um, Peanuts who tried around with Snoopy and then, sure. you know, you Garfield can... Garfield and... Yeah, Garfield, you can buy anything from them. But with Bill Watson, he wanted to... He didn't want to involve any more people than he was comfortable with. Um, I was I watched a documentary about him many years ago and it was just going into the type of person he was and he was very secluded and would sit and, 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 and do his comics and he would send them to the newspaper and things like that and he didn't want to do merchandise and things like that because it would involve talking to more people and it's just it's such an interesting like uh, he's such an interesting introvert yeah. um, like he didn't sell out he just wanted to do his comic and put it out there, and that was it. Right. Um, and it's that's such a like a nice thing to see, honestly. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, it's amazing when a creator takes control. Like yeah. That. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was just such a important comic book to me that it it has to be the best one for me. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Um, and so um, we come on to maybe an even more difficult question, um, which is if you could only take one comic into the apocalypse from this list, which yes. would it be? Um, so apocalypse, obviously quite a depressing thing to happen. <laughs> so I, I would take Bear Tato with me, <laughs> honestly, because <laughs> I think everyone needs a laugh <laughs> in, in such dire times and such in, in, in such a depressing landscape of monkeys take uh, apes taking over I, th- I i think a book um the book about a bunch of city humor is like exactly what everyone needs hopefully break the ice <laughs> exactly yeah introduce you know bring that along when i'm meeting with the, the leaders of, of the ape tribes and i'm in there it's fine <laughs> Excellent. Maybe soften some hearts as well. Yeah. <laughs> if you can kind of get some of your uh, your friends and family released. Exactly. From, uh, that's, yes. prisons, maybe. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, my, that's my terms and conditions, is that yeah. these people are made free as well. <laughs> Fantastic. And so uh, with your um, your printed copies of Bear Tato, um, what weapon, tool or useful item would you like to take with you? Okay, so this was my secret plan all along. So I've integrated with them. I'm friends with the the leader and all his or her like um, um, companions and all the people close to them. Um, I'm going to bring along Monopoly oh, uh, nice. because Monopoly 
<laughs> has 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 destroyed friendships it's broken up relationships it's ended marriages <laughs> my hope is that i'm going to destroy the uh this new ape uh regime um with them killing each other over monopoly <laughs> that is genius Charles. <laughs> that is amazing what a what a strategy yes that's great set it was yeah See just get, get, get all the leaders yeah, all the leaders and the generals get them to play monopoly yes. and then they'll just argue between themselves yeah exactly like you've been cheating no i haven't throwing everything about and they'll kill each other and then we can um uh, stroll in and and uh, rebuild amazing genius charles fantastic <laughs> well thank you so much for sharing your comics for the apocalypse <laughs> thank you for having me uh, it's been an absolute pleasure um and uh just for the listeners one more time where can they find you on the interwebs Yes, so my website is www.notsotiny.co.uk where you can find like web comics and other stuff that I have done. And then um, I'm always on Twitter at not underscore so underscore tiny. Fantastic. And then uh, cons, what cons have you got coming up this yes, year? Yes, uh, not on for a long while, not until October. Um, but then I've got Leamington, I've got Nottingham, and fingers crossed for London. Um, and then the month after, fingers crossed for Birmingham as well. And in October is when I'm going to be releasing uh, Death Inc. Book 3, which is also going to be the last one um, of Death Inc. So I'm almost, almost finished writing it. Um, I keep going over it. So I need to, at some point, so I've, I've given myself a deadline so I can go, nope, that's it. It's, 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 it's the only way that you can get stuff done. Exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd just be doing it forever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, um, hopefully I'll see, see you at um, one of those potentially at Birmingham. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, fingers Fantastic. crossed we can actually meet face to face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we missed each other at True Believers. We okay. did. I came to your table and you weren't there anymore. I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, dude. That's right. <laughs> awesome well uh, yeah hopefully our paths will cross um, and otherwise uh, thanks again for being on comics for the apocalypse thank you thanks a lot Charles bye bye thanks again to Charles for being on comics for the apocalypse it was an absolute pleasure if you enjoyed the show today please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use as not only will it let me know that you liked it but I believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well if you'd like to check out Charles's work or follow him on social media, those links are in the show notes, along with all of our own links to the various areas of the internet. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week, I'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.